0: Okay, uh, welcome to this episode of the uh, Book Marketing Success Podcast. Today I have two guests, uh, Paul Counts and Shea. and I'm going blank, uh, how do I pronounce your, Banerjee? That's (laughs) not that that, hard.
1: That's right, you got it, first Uh, uh, (laughs) try. Of
0: Marketing Counts, and they're a marketing agency. I've known Paul for a long time uh, through the internet marketing circles. Uh, He's a I, I know he's a smart guy and he knows what he's talking about. And um, so th- their marketing agency, they, they do a lot of work with uh, influencers, book authors and other uh, top people. So I really wanted to bring them in to talk a little bit about that. And uh, so first question I have is, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to how marketing is taught today? Yeah,
2: it's it's a big one. I'm gonna let Shreya share this one. We've got a good good story about that from working with high school students and helping market them.
0: Oh, I love stories. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So right now, if as a as a person who has a book, if someone told you you have to start marketing online, the first thing I'm pretty sure comes to your mind is I need to, I need to start posting on Instagram, Facebook. TikTok, right? Start growing that audience. Immediately, people just go to social media as the digital marketing means social media, which is not the case. There's a lot more to it. Social media is a little teeny tiny piece of it. And that's our biggest pet peeve is people just jump to social media and stay there. They don't work on building their audience because the audience on IG is owned by IG. It's Mm -hmm. not your audience. Right. They're following you, but your account can be banned anytime. You, you know, algorithm changes, you're no longer reaching anybody. Anything can happen. You're not in control. So you're not right. building your own email list. That's one of our biggest peeve, our best pet peeves.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big one. And it's also the traffic first approach. And so mm-hmm. Sherry was referencing more of a traffic first approach. So, you know, if somebody does have a book and they're going out there, people are going to say, drive traffic to it, run Facebook ads, even run, run ads, but nobody has set the foundation of that business. So nobody has set a landing page. Nobody has a way to capture leads. And we actually, we reference the high school kids. We actually teach in high school. So we teach, uh, we have curriculum in 140 high schools that teaches marketing. And we did that because. As a marketing agency, we worked with clients that had digital marketing students that literally, put that in quotes loosely, they graduated with the degree, but they didn't know thing one about digital marketing. Amazing, right? They got a four-year degree, didn't know anything about marketing. So we were like, something's wrong. And this wasn't just one, this was three different instances where finally we said, this is broken. So our passion became wanting to educate the next generation. So we partnered with Washington DECA and started to you know, implement marketing training. And one of the it was so difficult for our high school students because as Shrey was referencing, they wanted to keep going to social media, because that's to high school kids, that's the thing, you know, Instagram, and you're telling me that I have to promote outside of Instagram. And, and what's the purpose of this? And, and they just kept pushing back. And we explained to them the simple concept of if you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, you look at Pinterest, you look at TikTok, you look at every major platform out there, YouTube included. What's the one piece of information they all ask for? And it's the email address. The most important thing you can get for your leads is that email address. And I think too many book authors, influencers, anybody trying to promote themselves, they get lost in, oh, how many Instagram followers can I get? And how many of this? But you're just part of the product there. You're just actually building up Instagram's influence, but you need to get them off of Instagram to your own list so that if Instagram goes down or Instagram changes their business model, or they just decide to, Take over your account or an algorithm change, you can't reach people anymore, and right. it's a it's a tough lesson to learn because we've known people that are high high influencers that learn the lesson the hard way by a simple algorithm change. They could reach a million people a post and now reach nobody.
0: I've seen that with uh, Facebook and its pages. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people invested incredible amounts of time and money creating Facebook pages, and then suddenly facebook pages sort of disappeared uh, yeah they don't count as much uh you the know same. yeah and, and, the, and you know people were lost then or even with facebook ads i i've heard over and over again lately that they're not working like they used to you yeah. used to be able to print money with them yeah. and, it, and it's mm. all in how you
2: run the ads but yeah if you if you aren't up keeping up on it that's the thing one little tweet can take your entire business model down and so if you're not focused on even if you're running ads a lot of people don't even capture leads when they run ads so like when we run ads for ourselves or clients or anything we go to a lead capture form first because you're foolish if you're going to run traffic to a landing page because if they don't like your offer you'll never see them again but exactly. at least you could get them back to your funnel you know And that's kind of right. the, the approach we take
0: well I grew up you know I'm an older man you know uh, I grew up with direct marketing and and all that and the key thing they always said in direct marketing that that's the only real value you have in internet marketing is your list mm-hmm. it's not your product it's not your copy right. it's not any of those things it's a list you develop because that's where your business lives that's right. where you build the business and so, You're talking, I presume, basically the same thing. You have to capture the email so that you can start to create a relationship because in my own talking with marketing, I always talk about the key thing is you have to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, In some cases, that means with key influencers, other people that will share your information, what we're doing here, you know, podcasting, things like that can make a lot of difference. Now, you when we're talking earlier, you, you use the strange words, FTE. And I want to know what does that mean and how will it make a difference in terms of make, you know, changing your business or transforming it?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is a, a great concept um, developed. shreya has got a process background from engineering side of things. And so her process brain put together FTE formulas. So I'll let her break this down because A lot of people think FTE stands for full-time employee, and that's not the case.
1: So So I'll give you a little bit about my background. So to kind of explain how this came from, I, like he said, did engineering in college and kind of, you know, when that corporate route uh, had a 12-year career, more process-focused for manufacturing, for airplane engine manufacturers. And my job was to go from facility to facility and see where the gaps were, why or the were the new numbers weren't meeting and how can we help to kind of get them going, right? So I did I do the same thing in marketing when we go into and look at all the stuff that we have and all the tools that is available to everybody, how does everything fit together? And when I opened earlier saying everybody runs towards traffic, towards IG, that's the mindset, that's the mindset everybody has. And it's, it's being taught is saying, go get traffic. If you bring enough traffic, offer will eventually convert. And the mindset we go with is you have to have foundation first mentality. So FTE formula, the F stands for foundation, T stands for traffic, and then E stands for engagement and building that relationship once you have that right? So having that foundation in the online world, what it really means is having a website, a landing page of some sort where you're gathering your customers' information so that you can start building that relationship. Then you're driving the traffic. A lot of times people just go towards traffic. And uh, we have thought a lot, Paul and I have thought a lot of why this is taught this way in, you know, in schools and colleges. We think that it's because, when you graduate, you're taught to go get a job and you work for a big company. You don't work for a small business or you don't work for a solopreneur or that you know you're trying to launch your own book. They have a lot, a lot of big ad budget that you don't. So to them, if it's traffic first, they could just throw money. If it didn't work, that's fantastic. That's okay, no big yeah. deal. You know, move on to another they ad, don't throw care more about money at it. <laughs> right. But you can't afford to have that. So you have to have a foundation first mentality to make sure that whatever traffic you're driving, free or paid is going to convert, that you're going to be able to capture the email somehow so that you could communicate the next time you have a book or next time you have something else coming up that you could communicate with them. If you don't have that, it's it's very hard to survive in the traffic first mm-hmm. world because you're going to just keep throwing on money <laughs> and wondering why it's not converting.
2: Yeah. And that's and that's a big, that's the key part, uh, point there is, is that traffic first, when, when you just want to throw money at it, And part of the foundation is knowing your avatar. Who's your customer avatar? Who's your your audience that you're speaking to? Like, if you're a book author, who is it that is going to resonate the most with your book? And that should be captured as soon as they hit your landing page. So, when they go to your website, what is the benefit? And I see too many authors and websites, people that say, Welcome to my author page. Well, you know, that doesn't get you that excited. It should be, What are you about to learn from my book? You know, why should you? join my my list and download maybe the first chapter of the book or download the teaser, or why should I even go to Amazon and buy the book? Then, you know, you need to speak to that benefit right out of the gate. To, and that benefit could be something that's going to solve the problem that that niche or that audience is struggling with. And so that's where this foundation first approach comes from because authors and anybody out there, we don't have millions of dollars in an ad budget sitting around, No, you know, and even if you did, why would you waste it? A corporation does, but as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, book author, you don't you don't have the luxury of wasting a hundred thousand dollars on a failed marketing campaign. You need to make sure that your thousand dollars goes
0: far. <laughs> well, I've grown up with the whole idea that if I'm gonna spend money, it better come back to me. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah
0: because uh, otherwise i'm just throwing around which is nice i can be kind and do that right and and i did it today i threw some pennies around the parking lot uh, <laughs> in a grocery store uh just to way you know to surprise people yeah uh, <laughs> that's so sweet <laughs> but, <laughs> that is awesome but, but i wouldn't do dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, but For the most part, if I'm going to spend money or even time uh, in marketing, I want to get a return. I want people to find out about what I have to offer and and get some benefit out of it. And that's what you're talking about, is you want to create that relationship and you're doing it by building the foundation first.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's got to start with that, you know, hello first before you can do the relationship building.
0: (laughs) Yeah hello, and have I got a deal for you? Right. <laughs> yeah, it better be a little bit more than that. Exactly. Um, so I know that a lot of authors, and I've seen it with internet marketers as well, uh, treat their business sort of like a hobby. They mm-hmm. don't really take it seriously. They don't check measurements. They don't uh, track uh, and find out if something working or not. And uh you know, so they'll try something for three days. And if that doesn't work within three days, they're onto the next little shiny bobble somewhere. And um, so the question I have is basically, how do we get out of doing that sort of hobby business and build into, you know, a business that could be a true success? Yeah,
2: it's, it really comes down to that consistency. That's the most important thing, for lack of a better word, consist or phrase, consistency counts. And when it comes to marketing, <laughs> consistently doing, you know, if, if you are posting, let's say YouTube is your chosen traffic source. Like we, we teach people too, as part of the FTE, as part of the traffic phase is pick a traffic source that A, resonates with your audience because they're not everywhere. We, you will not find Trey and I all over TikTok But we have consulted with people that have gone from zero to 100,000 on TikTok, one of them being an author as well. And actually they're they're now both authors and that works for their audience, but, and they also are willing to to grow that. It's, you know, and I think a lot of people get caught up in, they get caught up in the mindset of, okay, I need to, you know, be a, you know, have have one YouTube video, have one TikTok, have one Instagram post. Yeah, and be Be, everywhere. We have 32
1: channels. You don't
2: have to Yeah on 32 channels and think that's going to work it's all comes down to being consistent on one or two really good channels so if it's youtube you're not going your first video on youtube will not go viral most likely you know and and a great yeah i know shocking right (laughs) everybody's just leaving the yeah they're leaving the, the call now but yeah yeah you know, I, somebody asked me this once, uh, they literally came to me and they're like, Paul, can you, you know, cause we're an agency and they're like, Paul, can you make us a viral video? And I was like, you know, if I could, we wouldn't be having this conversation, <laughs> and, you know? And, and they said, well, other people can, I said, well, then you shouldn't give them your money. because <laughs> Nobody can guarantee that it's going to be viral. And, and a great example of this is the, what does the Fox say song that I'm sure everybody by now has heard, um, that company or that those people, if you go and look at their songs, that was not their first song. They did a bunch of songs before they became relevant. And that was just happened to be one that went viral and took off. And it's not saying even you're waiting for that one thing to go viral. It's just saying, you're not going to get it with one video. You're not going to get it with one, you know, one post. And that's how you run something as a hobby. And I'll let Shreya share a little bit more, but that's, that's really the thing is being consistent.
1: Yeah. And then also doing the stuff that, doesn't sound that fun. So Mm -hmm. like creating that customer avatar, it doesn't sound fun. But if you don't do that, you are going to be treating it as a hobby because then you're going to be saying, okay, let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. Right. It, it could be that your book is relevant to like two or three different audiences. But now if you have done your customer avatar and you figured out it relates to two or three different people that you'll be targeting we name them we actually create the avatar and we name them Matt Susie you know Joe like then you know exactly how to talk to Susie you know exactly how to talk to Matt and then they connect with you more but if you don't do that because no one no one really teaches that and no one it's not fun it's mm-hmm. easy but it's not fun as running a Facebook ad right because that's what's hot people run towards what's hot so do the stuff that's not advertised and then you'll yeah then you'll start seeing that it becomes a business, not just a
0: hobby. Yeah, I had uh, one person I talked to a couple of days ago. Uh, She had an Instagram video that went viral, got like one and a half million uh, views or something like that. But it was totally unrelated to what she was doing. It just, how did it connect? You know, she posted it and somewhere along the line, somebody that had a big audience liked it, shared it, commented on it, something like that. And suddenly she was getting all these views, but they weren't the people she needed to target. Mm -hmm. So I presume that part of what you have to do in marketing is not just be consistent, but you got to target the right people.
2: Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is, that's the most important part. I'm glad you shared that story because that's that happens a lot. And, and if you aren't set up correctly with your FTE and that part of that is like Shreya said, your your avatar, who are you speaking to? And then that's going to impact where you market. So you're not just randomly throwing a million views from an untargeted audience is, is almost useless. Is And it's true. Right. I mean, it sounds crazy, but we've watched it happen. It's, it's good. Exposure is good. And we like to think exposure is awesome. And it's good to a point. But in this day and age of social media, they're onto the next funny video, they're the next you know, video that resonates, they'll never come back. But if it's on and on message I would rather have 10,000 people watch my video that are 100% who our avatar is than have a million people that don't have a clue who we are because we're gonna get so much more out of that. And, and it's like in, in the internet marketing days, right, John, that we were talking about uh, earlier that we were all talking about, all three of us here know that the buyer list is more important than the freebie seeker list, right? So, you know, a thousand Mm -hmm. buyers is always going to outperform a hundred thousand people that want something for free. And that's just always been proven time and time again. And so it's the same concept, like make sure that you're speaking to your audience that is going to be the consumer of what you're
0: offering them. How do you develop? I know I'm going off script sort of, but I'm going to. (laughs) It's my podcast. I can do what I want. (laughs) But how do you target or how do you build a buyer's list when, you know, typically they tell you, well, give away something free to get people to sign up for your list. But, you know, that list, you know, to a partial extent, at least that's a freebie seeker list. Mm -hmm. So how do you convert that freebie seeker list into a buyer list, I guess? Is that a good question? Great question. Yeah,
1: no, market to them, you know, sell them something. And it doesn't have to be, don't go from freebie seekers to like a $10,000 offer, go to a smaller unit and increase slowly. But a a lot of people are scared to email their list. Why are you building a list if you're scared to email them? You know, yes, there's going to be drop-off. Not everybody's going to like you. That's the world. It's fine. It's actually
0: probably off. better to get them to drop out sooner than later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But market to them, give them a micro commitments Right, downloading something was a micro commitment. Giving them your, or give them giving you an email was a micro commitment. Now let's sell them something right after, small value, another micro commitment. Like then they become a buyer and then they become a loyal
2: follower, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you can start to build from there and mm-hmm. sell them something. That it's you an really ascension wanted. path.
2: Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a, right. called the ascension path. And that's so critical is, you know, you need to take them through that path. Like Shreya mentioned, the micro commitments, and that's going to end in great results.
0: Okay. How can somebody who's marketing, how can their mindset affect uh, their marketing? And is there a way to change your mindset or whatever so that your marketing is better?
2: Yeah. This is this is a good one. And we both have some good viewpoints on this one. And, and one of the big ones though is you're gonna fail with digital marketing. If you're doing if your page is converting at not at 10%, that's really a good conversion rate for sales page or copy. And that means you're failing though 90% of the time. Like that means, so instead of having this mindset of, oh, it's not working, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And, and it's shocking. Even people that are high earners have this mindset and it's blows our mind. But, you know, it's this, it's this vantage point of, you know, really where it's the people are, they, they want to take the ball and go home. You know, it's that mentality. You have to be willing to understand that most of the people that land on your page are not going to become a buyer that day. So you need to do things that get them onto your list that you can follow up with them. And corporation space, my goodness, those conversion rates are like less than a 1%. And that's why they can throw money at it and it it doesn't work. And they've got the mindset of, hey, we'll just throw more money at it, make it work. Your mindset needs to be that, okay, 90% on a good day is gonna leave. 95% more likely, 97% of the people land on your page. That means you're gonna convert three out of every hundred people that land on your page for your offer or your sales page or your book or anything like that, that means there is gonna be failure. And that means you just need to pull up the bootstraps and be consistent and get more traffic to that page and get more, hone in your message and speak to that audience and make changes and be okay with that because we're not here to sugarcoat things. It's, you know <laughs> That's why I think we all three resonate here so well is we speak the truth. The truth is it's not a hundred percent success rate ever when it comes to marketing or any marketing campaign.
0: So you have I to end up talking to authors and, and they think I've written the book, everybody will want it. And I'm going, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because you you don't have anybody to target. Right. Because uh, everybody is going to want it. So I, I suspect that if you're going to get that conversion rate up a little higher, you really have to think about who... Uh, You use the word avatar. I talk about audience, but it's the whole idea of who really is your book for uh, Mm -hmm. and who would buy it uh, or product, service, whatever it might be. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck around. Well, what happens with authors is that they give up because, you know, they, they announce it to the world and the media doesn't care. Uh, you know the podcasters don't care. Nobody cares. The people that they thought were all going to buy the book don't care. You know, the fact is that we all have busy lives. So at some point, how do you get it so that not only are you targeting the right people, I guess, but how do you get that percentage up a little bit?
2: Ooh, to get like the percentage of people that take it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's definitely speaking to your audience and, and Shreya spoke to that, like, if you're referencing, if you're focusing on your avatar correctly, and you're speaking to that person, and you know, clearly who they are, you're going to see a much better conversion rate to get that percentage up. And the one of the parts of the FT that we teach is really the engagement phase, because the money's in the follow up and that's that's the reality right. there.
1: It is. Yeah. So it- to add on to that you said you know author thinks my book is for everybody it could be for everybody but create those different pick five pick five people out of those everybody that you are going to target to right and market to them and get a list going each one different one each different landing pages different email lists so then when you are sending the book saying hey i wrote this book and it connects to you because Da, 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 those those are the lists. So at least now you're targeting the top five people that you're gonna connect to your book the most. You're gonna see much higher conversion that way rather than opening it up to, to everybody.
0: I sort of found that in speaking to audiences, live or something like that, if you're talking to the ceiling or you're talking over the heads of everybody, you don't get much engagement. But if you actually look at some of the people as you're talking and you Right. have that one little split second moment with them it makes a difference i presume yeah, right. there's something like that with the avatars too
1: exactly yeah because now you're directly talking to them
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah and that's
2: and that's key and that that's so true about public speaking and you're literally saying to you know sue or susie or whoever you name that person in your mind you know what they like what their interests are and what they are so you're going to be very honed in on your messaging and if your messaging resonates with people your conversion rates are going to get much higher and you're going to start to see more of those results and you know like so instead of your conversion rate being two percent or one percent or one percent or less which corporates sadly are happy with you're going to be seeing that ten percent conversion rate that seven percent conversion rate that really allows you to scale and grow a business and build something special and that's and that's the key part. We're bringing y'all back to the basics here. I mean, you know, John, you've been in business for years. I've been in business for years. Shreya has been in business for years. And there's a lot of years of experience on this call in marketing. And it's it's because we stick to the basics. We don't go to what the latest trend is because no matter what's trending right now, no matter what time you're listening to this podcast, it could be a year from now, five years from now, something is inevitably changed for you know. And so. But if you don't have the FTE process in place, and you heard John talk about the direct marketing days, it was the same thing. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't an email, maybe it was a, that Rolodex of information. I mean, we've heard some great legends of personal development that we've worked with talk about the Rolodex. Like that was their thing, was a Rolodex of of names and phone numbers and and mailing addresses. That was their you know million person list. That's how they made their money. It's the same concept that you're learning here today about speaking to your audience is going to resonate 20 years from now. But if you're focused on, you know, the latest trend, <clears throat> MySpace, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, you're going to be lost going, well, I put all my eggs in MySpace bag and now look at this, you know, I don't know right. what to do now. So,
1: right. It's, it's like having.
2: Oh, <laughs> There you oh, go. Can
1: you hear me? Okay. Yeah. It's like yeah. having that foundation first mentality of knowing the basics, like two plus two is four. If you know that you're great. Now you could use a calculator to solve it. You could use Excel sheet to solve it. You could use Google sheets to solve it. These are all tools, right? Your, you could go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook, you could go like get traffic from every, you can get it from YouTube. These are all tools, but you have to know that basics. If you don't know what two plus two equals four, it doesn't matter if you have a calculator it won't make any sense.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, a yeah. That's a great point.
0: It's a great point. My apologies. My phone rang. I forgot oh. to take it off the hook. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, so um, one other question is, how can you position your, your business as a leader in a crowded marketplace? For example, you know, you got, Fiction, you got fiction. You got fiction uh, authors. They're competing with a thousand other romance authors, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a real thing in a crowded marketplace. How do you position so that you know you stand out? You make a difference, something like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's the connection that you make with your audience, and that comes from knowing who it is. So we sound like a broken record, but that's <laughs> the reality of marketing is going back to who is your audience, knowing them. Now you can do that by being being in many different places. And we're not saying be everywhere, but be consistently out there. And so if you are, you know, the the author of, of a romance series, for example you're going to want to make sure that your bio page really resonates with your audience of what they want. They're going to want to resonate with why you wrote it, what it's about. They're going to want to read those kind of details. And you're going to want to have a YouTube channel or a presence on your website. So for example, your SEO, that's one of the biggest principles we teach with marketing is have your keywords on that page that talk about, you know, related to romance authors. You know, go to Google and search for, romance books and see what people are also searching for to get an idea of what other phrases they're looking for to find romance book series and then put those into your title tag and have an article about your book summary in there in that title in that article page but it's targeted to romance book authors romance book series um, those types of keywords that would get people to jump in to your website and find you and that's gonna be how you stand out in the crowded marketplace is you're gonna do those little things. So Shreya talked about it earlier, the little things count, they add up to big wins, but you have to be willing to do those things. And it's not it. And with that said, doing interviews are critical. We're doing an example of that right now. Podcasts are a great right. way. You know, I'm sure you talk about that too, to get your name out there and find people that review book. You know, There's, there's plenty of podcasts that review books out there. And you can get your name out there on those podcasts, and that's important.
0: But, you know, personally, I'd rather have an interview than a review. Yes. Because with an interview, you can control. You can, no matter what the question is, you can bring it back to your key points, what you're talking about, what you want to Mm -hmm. sell, and things like that. In fact, I need to ask you that question. (laughs) How do people connect with you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, They can go to marketingcounts.com. We keep it very simple, just like it sounds, marketingcounts.com. And we actually have a free, something free. They can get 26 uh, email marketing tips. It's A to Z email marketing. There's a letter for each tip and (laughs) you can go download that, A to Z email marketing.
0: How did you do X? (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) you'll have to download it to find out. (laughs) I will.
0: (laughs) So go to marketingcounts.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the best way to reach out to you.
2: Yes, and definitely. find out
0: more and get on your list.
2: Yep, hundred percent.
0: And then once they get on the list, they can start to create a relationship with you.
2: Yes, we practice what we preach. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, is there any other points you would like to share with people right now, either about your work or about the generalized about marketing?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Trade, you've got a few nuggets you want to share there. I
1: just wanted to say that, you know, be consistent. It might not seem like you're doing what you, one small task that you do today, it might seem like a failure, but it's not because it's going to, you know, tomorrow, next week, it's going to come back and be like, oh yeah, because I scheduled this on this day, I am now doing this. So just be consistent do at least one thing that is related to your business, to your passion, you know, Mm -hmm. so that you could keep it going because even you might feel like I did do nothing, but if you did that one thing, it's going to come back.
2: Yes. Oh, it absolutely will. And Mm -hmm. that phrase resonates that parked car never moves, you know? And so if you're doing that one thing with, like Trey said, it's night and day difference. You are already doing something that Thousands of other entrepreneurs want to be, you know, authors. People that want to see their book out there, whatever it is, you're doing that. Even if it's writing the chapter headline, you know, (laughs) for your book, or it's writing the the title for your the title tag for your website, so that you get better SEO. That's still one thing you did that moved your business forward. So, you know, even if it's going out on social media and connecting with somebody, you know, that you haven't connected with, that you know, you never know five years from now might be a relationship and relationships are so key. And even in this day of where travel got restricted and, you know, in, in the future, as it opens back up, get out there and go to events because the number one marketing tip we can say, John and I go way back because of meeting at a live event years ago. And here we are years later on a podcast. You know I mean? You just never know where relationships going to bring Shreya and I met at a live event about four years ago. And there it's changed the trajectory of our business together and, and our path forward. And that was because of live events. So you cannot underestimate the power of relationships and connections. And you never know when you're going to meet that one person. And you never know how many years later that might impact your life in a positive way.
0: It's actually kind of neat that live events are happening again. Yes. Because uh, I really miss that Uh the opportunity to get out there and meet people. Mm -hmm. In fact, I I tell people when I go to speak at a conference, I go, you know, you're gonna learn more from the other attendees than you are from the people who are speaking on the stage. Yes. Uh, Because all those people are bringing experiences that can be a goldmine for you if you're willing to talk to them and turn into partnerships that could be incredible. Uh, Of course, that doesn't mean that you don't also talk to the speakers and ask them questions, learn from them because they've been through it all. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, you know, the thing I hate worse when I'm speaking at a conference is if I end up sitting alone at some point. Yeah. I'm going, why aren't people taking advantage of me? Yeah, I'm willing, I love being taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it makes a difference. It, it really, you know, why not make use of me while I'm there?
2: Mm-hmm. right yep absolutely that's so
0: powerful that is a g- great connections point.
1: are everything relationships everything so you right. don't have to work on them
0: yeah and, and i learned that i was speaking to a group of novelists a western novelist and yeah. uh i i that's when i came up with a, a key phrase that that i've shared for almost 30 years now which is uh, all of marketing bears, you know, breaks down to one thing, making friends.
2: Mm.
0: And ultimately, that means, of course, creating relationships, uh, not only with the people that are your potential customers or your customers, but also key influencers, people that can make a difference in what you're doing. You can't be afraid to speak up. Mm. You know, a lot of us authors, you know, we love nothing better than to just stay in our little cubicle and write. Mm -hmm. Uh, things like that but at some point you do have to get out and reach out to people and start to build relationships yeah you do yeah we get
1: that all the time because in the world of internet marketing you know paul gets asked this question by his family like you're an internet marketer why do you have to go out to events you're on internet why do you have Mm -hmm. to meet people but business life in general is about relationships you have to make them
0: yeah that's a valid point yeah but not only do you have to make them, that's where the joy of business is to me. It is, exactly. yeah, us yeah. too,
2: yeah, us as well. It's every relationship we've made in business, every, you know, if we look at our client list, 99% of them have come from an in-person relationship at some point. I mean, it's, it's wild when you think of it, but it was connecting the dots to, I met this person, this person, this person, mm-hmm. and this person introduced me to that person. Even if I've never met them online, you know, or offline, But I have an online business. It was because I was at somebody else's event that they were like, oh, yeah, Trey and Paul are good people. You should work with them. And then next thing you know, (laughs) a relationship struck up. We're working with somebody that we've never met, but that was, but we did meet somebody in person somewhere else along the line. And that's where it gets, you know, missed in the, you know, people get, get caught up in that.
0: So, how many degrees are you from Kevin Bacon?
2: Oh, goodness. Not that many. There's a joke that, that I'm as connected as he is from one of my, my close <laughs> friends. Because everywhere we go, we know people. I mean, whether it's in all across the country, they find out I know this person who knows this person. So I'm I feel like I'm pretty close. <laughs> and actually from Kevin Bacon, I'm actually probably only through two degrees or three degrees because I did some work (laughs) in the film industry so
0: I'm actually very close (laughs) well yeah there was about 30 or 40 years where I was within one degree of the U.S. president
2: yeah Um, okay
0: not no longer I have no connection to Biden that I'm aware of yeah (laughs) and uh or Obama or uh Trump yeah you know or even I think uh Bush so I sort of lost it. Clinton, I did and, yeah. uh, the, the older Bush. I did so the younger one. I guess I could have connected right. uh, Reagan. I had a connection. I had a connection with uh, Carter. Connection, oh, wow. Uh, that is so uh, all cool. the way back to back there. But, uh, you know, it's kind of neat. I never made use of the connection because I yeah. didn't, I'm not that big into politics. So it didn't matter. <laughs> But uh, I do love the connections I have, say, within the internet marketing world, mm-hmm. the uh, publishing world, and so on. Uh, I consider a lot of people my friends, uh, even some people that I've, I've never met personally, but I've met them to a webinar or something like that. And I think that creating a, it may be how you create, you know, the last question I asked, how do you position your business as a leader? In a crowded marketplace, and I think one of them is, uh, you know, how many friends do you have? Yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it's about
1: the connections. Yeah, right? it's a it's about who you know. Right. At a certain point, not what you know. You might have the knowledge. You need to have the knowledge to be authentic. To you know, really get get that far. But at certain point, it is who you know.
0: Yeah, and it is. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you hire a marketing agency. A PR service, something like that, because they already had the connections.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. uh,
0: right. and you know, you're you're one of the things you're buying is not just their expertise, but I presume their connections.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, or masterminds. Like when I first uh, came back in, so I'd left and then came back in again about six years ago. I came. I had a very. I knew exactly what I was doing but I didn't know anybody to to have that. I joined groups that would give me access to those connections because I knew the value of it, not necessarily for the training, not necessarily learning how to make money. It was just the connections. And that's exactly Paul and I met. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that mindset of connections are just as valuable to me as training or learning something to do and invest in it. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's probably one of the reasons why you stay in a training uh, is you know, and you follow through on the training because uh, hopefully you're also making a connection. You know, Mm -hmm. I have some people that like almost everything I do on Facebook, and I'm going, no one should ever like everything I do on Facebook. (laughs) 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 I do some strange things, you know, they don't like it. But the thing is, I recognize them. Mm -hmm. If they were to come to me and say, you know, can you help me, uh, I have a question, Uh, would you be willing to answer it? I'm going to say yes, because they've created a relationship simply by liking what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. I think that's that's one of the key things. And it's probably one of the reasons why, again, you know, Paul, you said you need to focus on one or two of the social media if you're going to do them. Correct. Or other things. You can't do every one of them well. So you have to pick and choose. My favorite is Pinterest. I love it. It's it works for my mindset and I get a lot of traffic from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for me, that works really well. Twitter doesn't work at all. Yeah, you know? <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, other people I know, Twitter's works incredibly well. Right. I know people that use Facebook and have, you know, made incredible uh, pathways and Instagram Correct. and LinkedIn and so on. I, I don't actually, you know, I'm, you know, Paul, you said you had a uh, one author who uh, was doing well with TikTok.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, doing extremely well. Yeah, in the financial niche. And then the other one's in the keto niche. And it's somebody that, that Shrey and I worked with and they um, now have over a hundred thousand followers and they get, you know, but they followed FTE. So they push them to an email list, right? That's the key. So no matter yeah. what platform they're on, they're pushing people away, hey, download my free keto recipes, download this. And then that they're not saying, hey, go buy my book even right out of the gate. Because, you know, if you, even if they buy your book, as we all know, Yes, they're going to have your book, but they may not be on your email list cuz they went through Amazon or Barnes and Noble who's not going to share that person with you. So, <laughs> you need to make sure you're capturing that lead first. It's the same reason like if somebody authors a romance series, you want to capture them. You want to have that email cuz then when you launch your next romance book, you've got your next, you know, four or five people ready to go or you know 100 couple hundred buyers right in the midst ready to go rather than hoping that they find your book again.
0: I didn't really realize that there was a financial market or audience in TikTok. Uh, Yeah. Because when I go to TikTok, all they show me is these... uh, Dancing in loony bins.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 interesting because you just you can make anything work for you. It's just a matter of how you get them out of those platforms. And in this case, mm-hmm. like the keto individual, they share keto tips and information. And with the financial person, he's sharing. Here's, here's the top five personal finance tips, you know, save this, that.
0: And so he didn't dance as he was giving the uh, tips? Nope. nope. <laughs> no, no.
1: It's, it's also which platform resonates with you. If you yeah. like doing it, you'll enjoy it. You'll connect with people. Right. If you don't like and doing it, there's no point.
0: Yeah. And as he said, you, you have to like doing it if you're going to be consistent.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah.
0: So when you work with people, I presume part of what you're doing is helping them or you have to discover what is it that they really like doing and uh, where are their strengths and which social media are already working for them or could possibly work for them.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. We do. Yeah. We focus a lot also on, we've categorized the networks into two different categories. One's a, um, problem solving networks. So people go there to to solve a problem. For example, Pinterest, Google, YouTube, if I have a problem, I go there. And the other one's a social connection platform where I'm going out to hang out and chill and whatever cool kids say these days, right? Like Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, TikTok, I'm hanging out there. And if you give me a message, I might listen to it, I might not, but I'm there to look at cat videos. But on a social uh, or a problem-solving platform like Google, Pinterest. I'm there generally because I want to redesign my closet or because I'm looking right. for ideas and making birthday cards or or something. So right? how do
0: those people on TikTok, because I don't get the impression that people go to TikTok to solve problems, and yet you have the author there yeah. that's uh, giving out mm-hmm. financial tips and building an audience. Uh, right, right.
1: So, when you do that, and when you go on a connection platform, you have to do what it's called like an infotainment. So, you're giving them information, but you have to be entertaining. Hence, right. the, okay. you know, the cool pointings, a couple of dancings, and uh, but no, still, tons giving of dance, information. But they're still
2: pointing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Like giving information by making it fun. Mm
0: hmm. Okay. And then, I don't, and then I don't they tell know people how you make financial report. information fun.
2: <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> you you'll it. have to
0: send me the link to that. Yeah, yeah. I'll share that so with you. It. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's definitely useful. And then the, the other one is the keto and, you know, cause keto is not fun either, but he's managed to make it in intriguing, you know, it's bite-sized information. So, you know, yeah. here we, we talked for an hour about, you know, and, you could actually take snippets of this and that could actually become a little TikTok or something like that. If right. somebody was to go on that platform, right? Little snippets of what we talk about. Well, I can um,
0: do a little dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's a TikTok. It's pointing. That's yeah. yeah this, though, <laughs> this, <laughs> though, this. Yeah. Though,
1: this. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's where I miss with TikTok. I yeah. didn't get the pointing thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay, so again, how do people reach out to you?
2: Yes, they can go to marketingcounts.com and we'd love to connect with them. Yeah, so just marketingcounts.com.
0: Okay, thanks a lot. I really enjoyed this. I had fun, and yeah. I hope other people had fun and I lear- and I'm sure they learned something Uh, because i did about pointing you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome this is a blast thank you for having us thank you so
0: much thank you very
2: much